what people misconstrued about greatness, what's the missing puzzle piece, right? Because it's like, of course it's hard work, right? Of course you have to have the mindset. What's the missing puzzle piece in greatness? But you can't just say it. Uh, well, I think there's a certain uh, stubbornness that comes along with being great. I think people see greatness as kind of an easy road, right? It's like yeah. a one-path thing. You work hard, and then all of a yeah. sudden it happens. It don't work like that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of darkness that comes from that as well. I mean, there's a lot of experiences, personal experiences that you go through that you use as fuel to propel you forward, whereas otherwise it would just be obstacles for others. You might even prevent them from going forward, right? Whereas for us, I mean, those moments do nothing but fuel us. So there's a lot of you know, the, the anxiety, right? the fear, the anger, all of that stuff plays a significant part in it just as much as love does. And uh, it's not it's not easy, but if it was easy, I guess everyone have a world full of lions, but right. yeah, lions need gazelles. So. Exactly. You're at a different point in your career now. Um, you're no longer on the court. Yeah. What's your inspiration now? Fast forward 20 years from me. Basketball is the best thing that I've done in my life that I failed. It's very simple. Very simple mission. Very simple quest. Very simple goal. These next 20 years need to be better than the previous 20. Wow. Right? And it's as simple as that. And that, that's what drives me. Feeling good, feeling great. This is episode 18, 122, 23, 452 p.m. on the dot. He is That way. Man, I'm gonna come clean. Where where were you the day? that you learned of the tragedy of Kobe Bryant's passing, you know. I feel like, for me personally, that's that's just going to be a day that will forever be, like, a scar, you know. You know, like, when you were a kid and you, you was probably playing a little bit too much, trying to do a wrestling move that you shouldn't have been trying to do on the concrete. We've all been there. I know I have. You done bust your knee up on something. You done hit your shin. You know, we still carry those scars as adults, you know. I mean, I know I do. Let me speak for myself here. I am bruised and scarred and battered from all of the horseplay that I've, you know, indulged in over the years as an adolescent. But, you know, my point is this, right? That Kobe, that whole, that that was a, that shit scarred me, man, for life. And like I said, bro, I would be remiss, you know, to drop an episode, you know, and as a matter of fact, this entire episode, tr- truth be told, is really inspired by that whole situation. Because, like I said, man, I don't, I don't have a timeline for my, for my drops at this point. I'm kind of just, like I said on the last episode, man, I'm kind of just dropping when I'm inspired at this point. And you know, certainly this was probably one of the most, you know, uh, unfortunate but yet inspiring situations that I've ever witnessed. In my adulthood, you know, it's a day that I can remember everything that I did that day. You know, it's actually crazy. I don't even think I ever really told this story. And I don't want to harp on this too long, you know, because like I said, I, I literally have two pages of, you know, things that I want to talk about. But, you know, we're going to start with, with Mamba, right? Because it's, it's, it's three years to the day. 
you know, we're still feeling the effects of the loss. You know, I want to definitely say prayers and condolences for, you know, always to, his, you know, obviously Vanessa Bryant and, you know, his daughters and just his entire family and, you know, everybody who basically loved and, and knew him, you know, because I can only imagine what they're dealing with, right? I thought about that a lot when I was going through my little, you know, I felt like, fam, I'm talking about heartbreak. I've never been heartbroken in my life, fam. I've been disappointed. I've been hurt. I've been like, damn, anxious, nervous. I've I've pretty much experienced all of those feelings, but heartbreak, fam, I was legitimately heartbroken. It's crazy. I woke up that morning, too. Just what I go funny, you know, you just wake up feeling kind of, I actually woke up really, really early on that Sunday. I remember the day, like I said, I just remember it being just like a, a just a, a funny feeling in my, you know, I, I woke up that morning, you know, I have like my, my little, you know, morning Sunday routine that I like to do, you know, I basically just woke up really, really early that morning and I couldn't go back to sleep. I'll never forget this day, right? Couldn't go back to sleep. All right, cool. You know, I probably made something to eat real quick. Tried to, I probably smoked something real quick. I'm, I'm pretty sure I smoked something, right? I still couldn't go back to sleep, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Mind you, at this point while I'm doing all this, more than likely he was probably headed or on his way from church. Because if I'm not mistaken, you know, they definitely reported, you know. I, I believe that was reported at the time that, you know, he had left church earlier that morning or he had attended a church ceremony um like i said again you know obviously this was on a sunday right so he probably went to church you know he's about to go to the game let's go to the you know let's get right with god you know right i'm harping on this right i just remember waking up and i basically started blasting music i was just blasting music so loud but i was just basically in that anybody that you know when you blasting music you kind of like you're not even really on earth during those hours, right? And it was hours. I was sitting there, like, I was really just in my pocket musically, not really even thinking about anything. I'm tuned out. I randomly picked my phone up, fam. At whatever time this happened, I don't remember. I feel like it was around 8, something, 9, something, or whatever the case may be. It was early in the morning. I can just remember scrolling down my IG feed. And literally just seeing, actually, shout out to D1, you know, D1, the rapper from, you know, Louisiana, you know, super, super talented artist, you know, really, really dope. Been following him since 2011, and I do feel like he is underrated, super underrated, actually, you know, really, really dope artist, you know, shout out to him, but, you know, the fact that I know he's kind of like more so underground, right? And the fact that he posted a picture, it was him and Kobe Bryant standing next to each other. And I can just remember, mind you, I'm blasting music loudest. Like, I can't even really hear myself think, right? But I could just remember staring at the picture for a minute before I even really... I just was staring at the picture thinking to myself, why is D1 with Kobe? Yeah. So much for the continuity, right? The instrumental pack, you know, it's, listen, it's like 400 instrumentals on here. So every now and then I'm going to have to hit the pause real quick to get the instrumental right. It is what it is, right? Pardon the non-continuity, okay? I'm working on, I'm working on production. I'm working on, listen, I edit, I produce, I write. At this point, I'm literally 
the Eddie Murphy of this podcast. Like, didn't put some respect on my hat. I have so many hats on right now, right? Not to mention, it's not even what I'm getting paid from, right? I got other things I got to do to get the bread so I, so I can even have the energy because I got to get food to eat with water to drink so I can even have the energy to pod, right? So I'm doing all of this, right? Back to Kobe, right? I just remember seeing the picture with him and D1, right? Let me, I'm harping on this way too long, right? I'm already 14 minutes in, and we didn't even touch any of the topics yet. But this is what I'm trying to explain to y'all. I don't need a document. I'll take the look. I just closed my damn document. My notebook is closed, fam. I put the strap over it and everything. I don't need it. I can sit here and do this off of the dome. No documents. But listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to open it back up, though, because I got some heat on here. I do. I must say. And like I said, like this podcast stuff, you know, it's, 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 it's dope, man. It, it's just really helping me. You know, part of me It's helping me. You know, it helps to sharpen the tools, man. You know, it got me writing again. It really has me like kind of I like the pocket I'm in. You know, and pocket rhymes with docket. Listen, the wordplay is unlimited, right? So let me let me get back to to, to the episode, right? I was I was harping on Kobe and D1, right? So I just remember thinking to myself, I've never seen like when was this? When was D1 with Kobe Bryant, right? And it, it, that was just throwing me off, right? And it wasn't until I started to look at the actual caption, you know, you see the long caption and it's kind of like, whoa, all right, hold on, wait. You know, it's it's just messed up how the internet basically has us, you know, so conditioned for these for these tragedies, man. I knew right away when I seen that damn caption. Then I feel like I see, you know, you see like a heartbreak emoji in the middle of a paragraph, and it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you know, listen, man. World stop, you know, obviously, you know, you know what the aftermath of that situation is. And I just really wanted to just say, man, the world is cold. It's, it's cold, man. It is. It is. I still can't make sense of that situation. And I don't think I ever will be able to do that. But such is life, you know. And, you know, EBCG, you know, everybody can't go and, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes every you're not gonna always be able to understand me, right? And this was definitely one of those situations for me personally, and you know, it's just been something that drove me. That the intro, I want to also point out, pardon me for just rambling along, but the intro on the episode is a is an excerpt from you know a complex interview that was conducted by Jinx. And I, I believe it was in 2017, and it was a sit down with Kobe Bryant and Kendrick Lamar. And, you know, I mean, I might have watched that interview a thousand times at this point. You know, it, it's just a super, super dope conversation. You know, I feel like Jinx definitely, man, what a slot. I mean, he, that's probably, that has to be his proudest moment as a journalist. I mean, I, I, I just don't see how anything is topping that. You know, you sat down with Kendrick Lamar and Kobe, and it was a great interview, and the questions were great. He asked some great questions, man. But yeah, I just want to, you know, shout that interview out because it's, it's something that I watch and I run to when I just need that, you know, little boost of inspiration. And I definitely, 
you know, it definitely got me hyped to, 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 to do this episode, man. So, you know, just one more time, man. Rest in power forever. Mamba forever. Jeezy forever. Man, don't get me started on Jeezy, man. She was going to be in the WNBA hearing. And it's just so unfortunate, you know, as well as, you know, the Atabelli, you know, the other teammates who are on board, you know, just everybody on board, man. It's a super, super unfortunate situation, man. So we go, we gonna move along. What's what's going on, man? We in January, we in January, and obviously, you know, coming off of, you know, personally, in my opinion, one of the one of the you know. One of the better years for hip hop in terms of you know releases and artists putting out music. I mean, listen, we we got pretty much all of the you know major releases that we we kind of wanted you know last year. We got Kendrick, you know, we even got a little Drake, Poppy sounding out. You know, every all of the big dogs popped out is what I'm saying, and I'm, I, I was certainly pleased with the music that we received last year. But no noteworthy in that conversation is the fact that we didn't hear or see much from J. Cole, right? And that just brings me to my my first topic. J. Cole just recently, you know, surfaced with a new track, a new record that, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's titled Procrastination, you know, and the whole thing with this is, and the reason why this is so dope, and I had to write it down on the docket, I mean, besides the fact, you know, obviously it's J. Cole, you know, and J. Cole is, you know, one of the goats, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, you know, one of the artists who I have in heavy rotation on my, I'm pretty sure that if I, if I was to look at my stats, like the statistics of my Apple music, J. Cole's probably in the, in the top three of artists played, right? He went and found some random producer on YouTube with a YouTube channel and, you know, essentially blessed him with a verse. You know what I'm saying? He basically took the instrumental off of his page and, you know, he said that he was so uninspired and something about this instrumental and production, it was something that inspired him, inspired him enough to write a whole song to it. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, the fact that we didn't hear from J. Cole all of last year, for this to be the first time we're hearing from him, for him to be the first artist, which to my point, right? Because on, what was that, episode 16? Was that episode 16? Because I feel like I'm psychic at this point, which is which is another topic, right? I might have to knock out two topics in one, right? So I'm on J. Cole right now, but I low-key definitely said this on episode 16. I feel like J. Cole has made it a point to be the artist to, you know, basically lead the pack, right? I'm going to come out, I'm going to pop out first, you know what I'm saying? I want to be the first artist to drop. I want to be the first voice that y'all hip-hop fans here to start the year. I want to I wanna make it clear, like, what, what's really going on here? And I want to make the distinction between me and the rest of y'all. And at the end of the day, if I drop first and the fans hit my first, and they know what I'm going to do is fire, it's going to be kind of difficult for the, some of y'all other cats to drop after this. You know what I'm saying? Now, we ain't going to name no names and turn it into a whole versus thing with Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is why he put out a pop album. Cause when the when the other big dogs drop for some reason, I feel like Drake tries to like he try to go in a whole another direct like dog compete compete fam. You you talking about you the best rapper and 
the numbers and this, that, and the third. All right, cool. When a, when a big rapper drops, I want to see you rap with the rapper, fam. I don't want to hear you singing. I don't want to hear the pop. I'm off on the tangent here. So he basically, listen, my point is this, man. That Kendrick Cole album is on the way. And that's what I really wanted to get to. Because that's another thing that I had predicted. And as a matter of fact, that's also another topic on my docket. As soon as J. Cole came out and dropped the procrastination track, three new Kendrick Lamar songs surfaced on Spotify. Now ask yourself this. You hear procrastination, and what does procrastination mean? What what exactly is J. Cole? What is the messaging? What is the message point that he is trying to send on this track? And I'm not going to lie to you, man. From the moment I seen the title of the track, and I'm just keeping it all the way a thousand, right? And right now I'm tackling three topics in one. Because we, we, on, we on the fact that I might have psychic abilities. We on the fact that J. Cole just dropped. And we on the fact that Kendrick Lamar dropped shortly after J. Cole just randomly dropped, right? So Kendrick Lamar, understand what's happening right now. We got a J. Cole random drop that he just chose a random beat from a random producer, right? That's how bored he is. Like, I'm just going randomly. I don't even, I'm just that good, fam. I can randomly do this. A spooky surprise Kendrick out of nowhere three-piece hit the, the, the Spotify, and then it gets taken down, you know what I'm saying, real quick. So we didn't even get to hear the tracks, but okay, cool. That's still a sign that music is, is still there to be released, fam. And at the end of the day, when I go back to the procrastination track, I have to ask myself this. What 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 can you possibly be procrastinating about, fam? Doug. Doug. All I'm saying is this. If we're talking procrastination, we're talking about the Kendrick Lamar J. Cole album that we have all been asking for for damn near 20 years, fam. Fam, fam, fam. Understand what I'm saying, dog. It's been damn near 20. We are in 2023. Kendrick dropped Good Kid Mad City in 2012, man. My point is this, right? We've been asking for the album since he dropped his first debut album, man. We've been waiting. We've been putting freestyles together. I know I have. Different Kendrick freestyles, trying to blend it with different Cole freestyles. And they definitely got some joints that they did together, you know, some older joints or whatever the case may be. But then most of that stuff is outdated, fam. We want the new and improved Mount Rushmore goaded Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole to get in that damn studio and put together some ideas, fam. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, fam, I just, I, I, I don't understand personally, and, and you can clearly hear the, the stand in me at this point, right? Because I've been, I mean, listen, like I said, man, it only makes logical sense. Like, realistically, you know, musically, I feel like their chemistry, you know, they can only put out a, a classic. It's basically what I'm saying. They can only put out a classic. You know, if those two brothers sit down and you know, bounce around with some ideas. Nicole was doing the Dreamville sessions. Kendrick definitely pulled up. And then he definitely is on the, uh, what's, what's the name of that? Under the Sun? Yeah. I woke up for some 
Well, we trying to wake up and see that that Kendrick Cole album hit the goddamn internet. When, when the procrastination that he's referring to, in my opinion, is that album. And like I said, it's only a good sign that we've seen some Kendrick songs hit shortly after that. Like, just listen. Just listen. I said it. And you heard me say, this is episode 18. Everybody can't go. It's documented. I said it. And when, when, this, when it comes to fruition, then, you know, basically my theory about me having psychic abilities will be proven. Because like I said, man, there's some other stuff too. I'm, I'm struggling with if I wouldn't even get into some of those stuff. Like, it's been a lot of little... Let's talk about me having psychic abilities for a second, man. I'm not going to hold you. Like, what do you do? Or let me just see if maybe I'm the only one experiencing this, right? Is there anybody out there that, you know, I'm not sure if there's like a, a, a what, 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 are we in a retrograde or something? What do they call that? A retrograde? I'm not sure if it's retrograde or Gatorade, fam. I'm not sure what's going on. All I know is this. This instrumental is perfect for this topic, by the way. I might have psychic abilities, man. Now, let me explain what I'm saying here. I know this sounds crazy, right? There's been too many instances of me just kind of randomly throwing things out and, like, literally the next day or the next hour or in the... Let me give y'all a perfect example, right? I watch I watch interviews a lot, right? I'm going to change this instrumental, right? That's why I just slipped up and said instrumental because I wanted to change the instrumental. That shit was trash. I'm not sure what that was, to be honest. I think that's, what is this, Street Fighter? They got Street Fighter instrumentals on here, fam. This is a 90s instrumental playlist. Okay, it's not specific to rap. It's just 90s. I get it, right? But don't play the Street Fighter instrumental while I'm while I'm trying to talk about my psychic abilities, right? Let's, let's get some mob deep in the background. Okay. It's a little better for the background. As I roll up my joint to make my point, yeah. Am I off of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar? All I'm saying is this, man. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's all I'm saying. Stay tuned. Remember I said what I said. And, you know, I'm going to be very, very... I'm going to cry is what I'm saying. If we get the Kendrick Cole album this year, fam, it's just like, bro, that's literally all that's left for my Apple playlist. You give me that and some little Sims. Summer 23, man. We out of here. I'm off music now. Am I off music? Let me see here, man. J. Cole, Kendrick's release on Spotify. Ghostface Killer wants you to buy a stem player. No. Respectfully. That's what I wrote down, fam. Now, understand, like I said, at this point, I don't know where I come up with half of my topics. I'm just kind of like, the pen, like, it's kind of like, I don't know who's ghostwriting for me sometimes, fam. But I definitely came across, you know, a clip of something. I was, I was, you know, I'll be on YouTube just watching all type of shit right at this point. Ghost this Killer is definitely getting, I think it was on the rumor report, matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? The Breakfast Club, and I'm not going to hold you now that I'm on that. Charlemagne and DJ Envy need to pack it up, man. Y'all got to pack it. Pack the Breakfast Club is a rap, fam. I'm not going to hold you. Never in a million years would I have thought that Angela Yee, apparently she was the backbone of the whole thing. That sh- they don't even look the same no more, fam. They don't even got lights in there. They got them in some goddamn storage room. They over there doing the rumor report wrong. They don't got the right intro. Envy look mad every day. Charlemagne over there just looking uncomfortable. It's just like, fam, what are we doing with that? Pack that whole shit. Then they went and got Jason Lee over there, which... 
I'm off that, but you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Breakfast Club, man. Anyway, moving along, right? Ghostface Killer, I think it was on the rumor report, though. That's why I brought it up, man. You know what I'm saying? As far as Ghostface Killer, you know, in the Wu-Tang Clan, listen, at the end of the day, I'm from New York. I get it. I respect. I, I get the whole Wu-Tang effect and what they've done for hip-hop. And at the end of the day, this is definitely hip-hop 50. So I might need to I might need to slow down actually. Because you know, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm trying to get to is this, man. If Ghostface Killer wants to put out some music independently, man, as a black artist, as a black man, as a legend in hip hop fame, I shouldn't necessarily have any gripe with that, right? All I'm saying is no. That's all. I'm not going I'm not buying a STEM player to hear the unreleased Martin Skrskelly. What was that? What was her name? That was that had the Wu Tang, had the golden Wu Tang CD or some whatever the case may be. Listen, I'm not buying a stem player. I didn't even get the stem player to get to hear Donda, too. If you think I'm about to get the stem player to hear Ghostface in 2023, when I can literally just go and fam, you was just on Kendrick album, fam. Slow down, man. We only need, need to hear you this year. You just was on the biggest album of the year last year. You might get a Grammy this year. That's probably the perfect time to put out an album, though, on a stem player. Now that I think about it. Shout out to Ghostface, man. I might have to get a stem player, dog. And it's Hip Hop 50 this year. That's crazy. I might see. Sometimes I got to check myself, man. That wasn't a good topic to write down. It wasn't. Let me change the no to yes now. Hold on. I'm doing this live on air, by the way. Yes, I will get this stem player. And you know what, Ghostface? I'm going to hear the album. I am. Realistically, though, I was going to hear the album anyway without the stem player. But if I come across a stem player, what I'm saying is I might just pick one up now, you know? Shout out to Ghostface, man. Let me try to keep it on. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. Is there anything I got music related? Oh, man. That's crazy. Well... So this is this is you know and shout out to shout out by the way by the way by the way let me just say before I even get to this man I I I mean this might have been I couldn't wait to get to this because like I said man this is going back to my whole thing about being psychic man which which is kind of weird right you probably thinking to yourself like what are you talking about Florida versus Celsius energy man. So this is the thing, right? You know, this is the thing. I, I definitely, I definitely, you know, randomly. I mean, I literally randomly thought about Flow Rider about a, two weeks ago or so, right? I feel like the day before I see this, I said to myself, "What happened to Flow Rider?" I feel like I heard one of his songs. I see one of his. I, I feel like one of his songs was playing on like a Toyota commercial or something. I said I had a brief thought to myself, like, what happened to the artist Flora? Like, is he he would have to be currently battling the labels. See, I thought it was the labels that had him kind of on hiatus. But I definitely felt like, damn, with the catalog that he has, you know, I haven't really seen or heard much from him, right? So I was just kind of like thinking to myself, I wonder if he's going through some type of legal situation. Only for me to wake up the next morning, fam, to see this. Now, I never drank Celsius energy drink. Um, I basically never really drank energy drinks in general. That's kind of not my vibe. I've, I've definitely had a monster or two. I've, I've had a Red Bull or two in my past. You know, I can't say it's something that I like. I, 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 I low-key don't respect the whole energy drink 
thing, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's other ways for you to be energized, personally. I feel like energy drinks are kind of like a cop-out. I feel like you're a loser if you drink energy drink. Like, if you need an energy drink to go to the gym and, and curl a 45-pound dumbbell, fam, like, just pack it up, fam. You're a loser. The energy that you, all the energy in the, 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 you need to tap into the real energy, which is the earth, right? God put all of this great resourceful stuff on the earth for us to, you know what I'm saying? Vitamins and natural minerals. And we sitting here being blasphemous and trying to go get a drink that'll give us an extra pump, right? So I'm just kind of like, I'm not really feeling the whole energy drink business as it is anyway, right? And I might have a gripe that I want to pick with them. I'm trying to set up a potential lawsuit. If y'all couldn't tell, man, I'm low-key sitting here like, damn, this has to be one of the most monumental moments. I was going to say in hip-hop, but Flo is not a hip-hop artist, right? What genre is that, fam? Listen, my point is this. What a huge win, and congratulations to Flo Rider, who probably will never have to tour again, fam. Like, understand this. When you have a catalog of music like Flo Rider does, that you can basically now just fall back on, like, his catalog is now his fallback plan, fam, which is crazy, right? That man just won $82 million from Celsius Energy. You know, obviously, you know, if you followed the case, which I, I, I vaguely did, right? I probably watched like one or two. I only watched the one video where I seen him standing there in the thumbnail with his hand up getting ready to testify. Everybody going to click on that one, right? So that's about, that's, that's about as much following as I've done with the whole situation, you know. But I definitely know that he won that 82 M's, though. You feel me? And I definitely do want to say that I think it's dope that he, he went and took the stand, you know, in a different kind of way. Because obviously taking the stand in court is, is a very, very, you know, obviously, there's a lot of that going on. We're going to get to that too, by the way, which, I mean, yeah. It's a lot going on in the courts these days, man. And I, it was just dope to see a black man standing in a courtroom with a suit on on the winning side of things, man. You know, and he, he went there. He had his facts. You know, he had his lawyers, who I'm sure would you know. I'm not sure if that's the, 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 the wrong thing to say. But listen, at the end of the day, with the results that we got, Flo Rida ethered Celsius Energy, fam. And at the end of the day, they, they he might. I'm not sure what's about to happen with them. Like I'm not sure if he owns them now. You know, I'm not sure if they about to. He might. They might have to change the whole. It might be a whole rebrand coming for Celsius Energy Drinks. That might be a whole nother thing now. You feel me? He might change the name of that joint. Listen, with 82 M's, bruh, you kind of can do what you want, right? But shout out and salute to Flo Rida. I think that was dope. And I'm going to segue off of that since we're talking about court appearances. We're we just going to get right to this, you know, this unfortunate, you know, uh, debacle that just continues to keep getting worse and worse. And if you didn't know what I was talking about, you probably did. You probably did. I'm talking about Young Thug. Yeah, yeah. It's the trial being seen and heard around the world. And I mean, quite frankly... I'll be trying to avoid this at this point. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. It's kind of hard to avoid it. It's all over the timeline. Like, fam. So what? what's the latest? What's the latest that's been going on with that situation? A, per a Percocet was handed 
There was a handoff. There was an exchange. There was an alleged, you know. It, I mean, at this point, is it really alleged now? I mean, they kind of grabbed the dude and body slammed him and took the purse out of his hand or some crazy. Listen, all I'm saying is this. I'm only reporting what has been documented. And what has been documented is that young thug, you know, Jeffrey Williams. Is that his real? Is that his, his legal name? I feel like we should just be calling him by his legal name at this point. Because fam. That young thug dude is packed up. Let's be all the way clear, fam. Understand that there have been instances in court where the judge has been perturbed and more angry for way less and has thrown the whole book at, at people. In, like, bro, I don't know what type of time or what type of sentence that this is about to carry out for young thug, but all I can say is this. I wish jail on nobody. I wish jail on nobody, right? It looks bad though, right? You sitting in the courtroom fighting for your life. I can't imagine. Obviously, yeah, 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 sure. We can all relate to the idea of wanting to escape a situation, right? Personally, the perk thing was never really my, you know, that's kind of not my, you know, it's not my lane. I stay in my lane, right? I'm a heavy TAC, you know, supporter, user, and some may say abuser, but at the end of the day, listen, right, to each his own, whatever works for you is whatever is going to work for you, and at the end of the day, this motherfucker is waking up drinking coffee every day, and don't even realize what caffeine does, right, and the sugars that you're putting in the coffee, right, so like I said, to each his own, and we're not here to judge Young Thug and his particular vice that he has, what I'm saying is this, fam, not in the courtroom, you can't do not not there. That's the only place where your vice should never be an option, fam. I don't give a I don't care how much I'm sweating. I don't care how much I'm itching in that month. Bro, at least wait till I get in the hallway, fam. Go don't put it in the bathroom under the sink. Something else would anything else would have been better than somebody literally walking. He bro, he power walked. He power walked right up to him, put the thing in his hand, he grabbed, he cuffed it. I mean, it couldn't have been more obvious. It was done in plain sight. And quite frankly, like I said, man, I, I really don't know what the future is for, you know, this generation, man. And like I said, if there's more, if there's more young thugs out here, which I'm sure there are, because at the end of the day, he had a lot of fans and his music was definitely influencing a lot of people, man. We are getting ready to see some really, really interesting court cases in the future, man. Because, quite frankly, this shit ain't going to end anytime soon. Uh, and when you see stuff like this, fam, that is just more of a reminder that, you know, we are definitely living in some completely different times, bro. I don't know what is going on, fam. Everybody can't go, though. I don't, I don't want to, you know, obviously, you know, when you say Young Thug, it's kind of hard to not mention Gunner at this point, you know. Obviously, you know, uh, from the latest I've heard with him is basically he, he, he definitely, you know, a lot of artists, a lot of big artists, you know, unfollowed him on social media, which is kind of like the new way of, that's basically like this this generation's version of like the East versus the West, you know what I'm saying, the whole Pac big, that whole, you know, when people was really like beefing and like killing people. Today, the unfollow on Instagram is, is, is somewhat the equivalent of this, you know, and, you know, when certain artists unfollow you on Instagram, it's supposed to be like somehow a big career 
slash financial hit. You know, you can basically take a lot of losses when certain artists unfollow you. A lot of brands will unfollow you. You know, if an artist is heavily involved with certain brands, and it's a whole, it's a whole circus. You know, when it comes to that, right? And, and at the end of the day, man, I don't, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to any street codes myself personally. Speaking about me, Willmatic TV. Um, I don't subscribe to to, the, to any codes. I subscribe to what I need to do for myself, right? And at the end of the day, I'm not around you people. I'm not around. I don't. I just don't. I'm not interested, right? So there's a very very small chance that you will ever see me in anything like this, right? So I don't want to basically speak out of term, right? At the end of the day, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not involved. I'm not involved, fam. So I can't necessarily relate. What I can say is from this from this angle that I sit, right? From this from this vantage point, right? It just looks crazy, man. And, and at the end of the day, gonna you know if he's if he's now being blackballed by the industry because you know he went to court and he told the people what he needed to tell them to come home to his family. Like at the end of the day, if that's what if that's what it takes for us to kind of basically blackball each other, then I don't know. If I, I can't subscribe to any of this. Man, it's all it's all a bunch of craziness. Young Thug, uh, you know, more power to him. Gunner, more power to you as well. I think he just put out some song though. Yeah, he definitely snuck out like a little a little single or something though, with like an underground artist. I've definitely seen him like recently in like a new. Uh, he definitely put out music since he, he came home. So, you know, I'm not really sure how that's gonna all transpire, man. What I will say is this: it, it wouldn't be me though. It wouldn't be me though. TJ Holmes, TJ Holmes, man. Let me let me just start going through them. Yo, what, what's going on with TJ Holmes, man? So I have it written down: TJ Holmes going home. Uh, I see what I did there. What I'm not what I'm not so certain about with this whole situation is basically what the big deal is. Like, what what exactly is going on here? What did TJ Holmes do? TJ Holmes, for y'all who don't know, you know, one of the journalists on basically, uh, what is it, the, the, the Today Show? Is it the Today Show? Is it, is it Good Morning America? One of those morning shows, you know what I'm saying, with all of the journalists that, you know, sit there and basically read off the teleprompter, prompt our emotions and smile at us and should make us feel real good about our day. He was basically one of the best at it, and I mean, I'm not sure what happened, but apparently he's being, you know, sent home from his uh his duties and responsibilities. That he listened at the end of the day, he was slapping cheeks. That that was basically laughing. He was slapping cheeks. T.J. Holmes, yes, yes, he's human, fans. Just because they wear suits and sit there and you know they could talk real good, and damn, the man is a man at the end of the day. And if he's sitting up in the, the skyscraper, you know, you got the different tuxedos on. All I'm saying is this. I've seen worse doing way less. And I'm just going to leave it at that, fam. Like, where are these cancer culture people on the lower levels of these, like, jobs and shit? Like, because, like, like, fam, I don't want to expose anybody necessarily. And I'm definitely not going to call out no names. I won't tag any of you. But, man, I've seen some real interesting stuff at some of these workplace environments. Like, a man can have sex with a female as long as it's consensual in my as in my opinion. I don't necessarily feel like it should be a big deal and a man shouldn't lose his job because he, you know, had consensual sex with a female. Now if you bring her to the office 
And you clapping cheeks in the office on the table now. That's a whole nother thing right now. I do understand. Listen, we all got fantasies and shit for him. And I can't be mad at a man for having his own office and wanting to clap some cheeks in there. Especially if you got a view. And you're on the view, right? Or the Today Show. Whatever the, whatever the case may be. Listen, much more power to TJ Holmes. I, I believe there's a lawsuit now. You know, in place. I'm, 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 if I'm not mistaken, him and the young lady, you know, who shall remain nameless, simply because I, I didn't read enough of this to even know or catch the name of who this was. But I believe it was somebody who also was on this show. You know, I feel like I know who it was, low key, too. Like, I don't want to. Do I need to go search this up real quick? I feel like I know exactly who it was. Yeah, he was definitely smashing that. Uh,. David Crosby, R.I.P., you know, um, this was interesting just for the simple fact that I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with who David Crosby was all the way, right? So, obviously, the name David Crosby rings a bell, right? At least for me, you know, I'm pretty sure I've heard David Crosby a few times in my lifetime. So, I said, you know what, man, damn, David Crosby passed away? I feel like I know who this is. Let me, let me type, let me, let me go ahead and look up and see who David Crosby was, for some reason, my mind went to PBS 13, right? I'm like, was this the painter on PBS 13? Bro, David Crosby, man, and once again, once again, rest in peace, you know, rest in love, you know, much, much, much respect to that man, right? But God, I went and typed in David Crosby on YouTube, guys, and I came across a song titled Long Time Gone. And, you know, I'm not going to hold you, man. The first thing that came to my mind was this is this is appropriation, right? Like this is the man is sitting here. I didn't know who he was is what I'm saying. I didn't know the whole look, the whole thing. So I'm basically coming into the situation like, you know what I'm saying, as a newcomer, right? This is my first time. This is my introduction to who David Crosby is and the whole thing. Long time gone. Bro, this this sound like a Stevie Wonder ghost written. This is this sound like Ray Charles ghost written. Bro, I'm not sure if he was did he break into the studio? And take all of Al Green's... I'm not sure where he got these lyrics from, fam. But there is no way that David Crosby... Respect to David Crosby, man. Like I said, I just wasn't aware of what he did. I ain't know he was doing that, fam. And I'm not going to hold you. I found I found it very difficult to get through this. You know, I listened to the song and I, I had a lot of issues with it. I just feel like, you know, personally, you know, we had Elvis... Eminem and you know we accepted Eminem you feel me that was kind of like I right, no more that was the limit for, for me personally right David Crosby man and, and I'm not really sure how I felt about David Crosby's music man that's that's basically what I wanted to say about David Crosby R.I.P though and much love and respect to you sir uh he definitely was like a legend. It's like he definitely started a whole band. It was like a legendary band. I, I don't have the name off the top of my head. You know what, man? Let me let me go ahead and just see. Now that I done trashed his music, basically, now I feel bad. I'm just saying, like, all right, let me let me set it up. Like you in the Uber, right? Damn, 
I'm just trying to figure out where we was trying. Where you was trying to take me with this one, dog? They sitting on the couch. It's him and two other men that look exactly like him. Fam. Get me. Get me out of here. Yo, what's 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 going on with this economic uncertainty, man? You know, I've been I've been hearing some things. I've been hearing a lot of things, you know. Um I'm not necessarily, you know, the techie, you know, individual myself. I don't necessarily, you know, deal with too many, you know, I feel like the iPhone is just about as much as I need on the tech side of things, you know. A uh, little laptop, you know, little Xbox or something. But I'm not necessarily what you would consider like a techie individual or somebody who's just like, well, I mean, then again, let me think about that. I'm, I'm kind of tech savvy on the low. I am. I'm pretty tech savvy. What I'm saying is, is that was more of a necessity than a passion for me, right? I had to just know how to do certain things to get the shit I wanted. You feel me? And at the end of the day, what mama mentality has taught us is that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what obstacle you place in my way, fam. I will rewire some shit, right? And get my shit. So, yeah, but I'm not, with that being said, though, I'm not necessarily the most tech, you know. I'm not like a nerd, right? I am kind of a nerd, though, right? Damn. Maybe I am a nerd, right? Let me, let me really think about this, right? So, my point is this, and this, this this made the docket just for the simple fact that I feel like, you know, in all seriousness, though, you know, especially, you know, coming off of the, you know, the whole, hold on, let me spark one. I'm, I'm lost for words. I am. It happens to the best of us, you know what I'm saying? I'm back, though. The fact that podcasts have become such a, you know, popularized thing, and, you know, obviously this is very, very much, you know, in the tech space, right? You know, we're dealing with basically audio, you know, uh, visual, you know, microphones, you know, it's all different types of, you know, things that are all elements of, you know, tech in the tech space, right? And I'm, I'm definitely, you know, hearing a lot of reports about, you know, basically all of these companies, you know, Microsoft, Google, you know, we're talking about thousands of layoffs, basically, you know, in the coming months, if not for the entire year, right? And I'm not really sure what this means for the, you know, I know exactly what it means, right? And I'm kind of being, I'm being around the bush, right? I don't want to make any, you know, obviously a lot of analysts are making, you know, certain predictions about the economy. And what they're basically saying is brace for impact, man. I don't know how else to say it. Brace for impact. Whatever struggle you was going through last year, chances are this year it's going to be times two or three, right? It's basically what I'm reading. And, you know, if this 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 whole layoff situation is any indication of that, you know, we, we, we certainly look like we're headed to, you know, for some turbulent times. But at the end of the day, fam, I don't want to, you know, say that to upset you. What I want to say that to do is prepare you, right? And at the end of the day, you know, we're not we're not we're not always so preventative with our, you know, we're more of a reactionary people, right? And I don't want to get too deep there, but we're, we're reactionary people. We're not preventative people, man. At the end of the day, man, read up on what's going on and you gotta say move accordingly, right? So even for like me myself, I was heavy. I was real heavy. I might have gave Uber Eats a million dollars on the low. 
within the past three years, fam. Like, I've been really, really... It's just certain things that myself, personally, I'm going to cut back on. You know, we're at a point now where there's no real excuse, you know, to just not be educated and aware of, you know, basically just your surroundings of what's going on around the world. And, you know, you know uh, these layoffs, man, definitely seem like a sign of things to come for the economy. You know, we already seen a shutdown. We already seen what the shutdown looked like, you know, and we, we're we clearly still feeling the effects of that, right? Mm, so I say that to say this, man, just everybody, you know, prepare yourselves, read up on, you know, what's going on. Don't be naive. You know what I'm saying? Don't live your life on social media and, and just basically completely spend all of your, you know what I'm saying, your, your resources. Don't burn out resources. Don't just basically, just be smart this year. Basically what I'm saying, right? Embrace for impact. They talking about severance packages like fame. You gonna give me a severance package? How long is this package supposed to last me and my entire family? Right? In some of those cases, I'm sure, you know, this is not only just going to affect individuals, it's going to affect the families as well. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what, though? You know what I will say, though, about this whole economic crisis? Where's my doctor? To add on to that real quick, I do feel like it is a good thing as well. Right? Because I feel like we got too many people out here, basically, that, you know, have basically just been kind of living off of, you know, schemes and systems and just operating basically with no skill set and no knowledge of basically, you know, anything that's really going on in the real world. Fam. So really, realistically, what, what's going to happen this year, realistically, is we're going to see a lot of people get exposed, right? And there's a lot of people out here basically just living behind a lot of false and realistic, fam, if you don't, if you're not really reading up on what's going on, if you ain't listening to the Everybody Can't Go podcast, episode 18, you ain't going to know what's going on. And more than likely, you're going to fall to the wayside while the people who are in tune, right, are basically going to be stepping over you like AI stepped over Tyrone Lou in the finals, fam. Y'all don't know what the f*** is going on. Like, fam, you in the way at this point, fam. This ain't the year for people to be in the way, fam. And I say all that to say this. I'm in snowplow mode, fam. You want, you get in my way if you want to. You probably not, though. Everybody can't go. This episode 18, man. We gonna, we gonna move along. Hold on. I just got an ESPN alert. Let me just... Every time I get one of these, I got to make sure. All right, everything good? Nobody? Kyrie good? KD? Is KD back? I didn't even have Kyrie or basketball on my, on my docket, but, you know... Shout, shout out to the Nets. I mean, not even the Nets, man. I still, I'm low key still salty over the whole handling of the Kyrie situation last year. I'm not gonna hold you. That still hasn't fully left me. I do like what the coach is doing though, and I do like that coach over there. I believe his name is Jacques Vaughn. You know, shout out to Jacques Vaughn, man. He completely turned him around 360. He got them moving and grooving and doing what they need to do. Katie definitely got hurt, though, because Katie is so frail. Like, why are you always hurt, fam? Can we just get a, a consistent run of Katie and Kyrie game, fam? I just feel like right when they get into that pocket, something weird always happens. And it's just like, fam, like, but Kyrie definitely been balling out, though. And I, that was the reason why I brought this up, because I definitely seen that stat line the other night. 12 rebounds that's what we doing now fam this is this is this is crazy you know and the fact that he still doesn't have a sneaker deal my show was taking so long but I, I'm, I'm expecting to see some new Kyrie's 
this spring. You know what I'm saying? They probably waiting for the play to get a little warmer. You know what I'm saying? They are playing in New York at the end of the day, right? I ain't even had that. I had to just add that real quick. You know what I'm saying? So let me, let me. I guess we keep it on sports, right? So let, let, let's let's hold on. Let me. I'm trying to figure out how I wanna segue into this one right here because I'm not gonna hold you, man. This one, what this one really was like, you know, it kind of it was like whoa. It actually was like whoa when I seen the headline because. Francis Ngannou, you know, UFC heavyweight, you know, dominant champion in the UFC heavyweight division, you know, for the past several years, and, you know, I'm not actually sure, if, I'm not sure how long he had the title, I know he was definitely a heavyweight champion, it might have been a few years or whatever the case may be, but my point is this, man, he, he was definitely cleaning up the heavyweight division in the UFC, fan, and, you know, it was basically, you know, Basically getting all of the praise and all of the accolades, it seemed like, you know, see, this is the thing, right? Every now and then, there's going to be certain situations that are, you know, basically expose other situations, right? And this is this is one of those things that I didn't even really necessarily realize how much tension that, you know, Francis Ngannou had with UFC and Dana White, you know? There were so many things that was going on behind the scenes and at the end of the day I'm jumping ahead of you know myself here basically what I'm referring to here is Francis Ngannou has been released or fired or we don't even know all we know is this he ain't with the UFC no more you know and we hearing we hearing so many different reports and different sides of the story you know Dana White came out and had the whole press conference where he basically trashed Francis Ngannou right which is you know We'll, we'll get to Ariel Hawani and his, you know, his whole take on the situation in a little bit, you know, because he definitely, he ethered Dana White on his little set. You know what I mean? He, he got a little show over there on ESPN or whatever the case may be. Every now and then I see it randomly. I'll click on it and I'll watch it. And I'm not going to lie. Ariel Hawani is definitely, you know, super knowledgeable when it comes to the whole fight game and you know, amongst other things in sports, like, he, he definitely does his job well, you know, and I respect what he does, so I'm not saying, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't support his platform, what I'm saying is this, man, he had a lot of smoke for Dana White, and at the end of the day, I think it's obvious that Dana White and Ariel Hawani, it's clearly no text being cut, you feel me, because he had a lot of different things to say, you know, he definitely had Francis come on on his show, you know, and they definitely spoke about certain things. He basically came on there to clear the air, and you know what I'm saying? He basically gave his side of the story, because like I said, Dana White, when he came out and did that presser, you know, which, by the way, John Jones, in addition to Francis Ngannou being released, or, you know, or him just quitting, right? Because at the end of the day, he's saying one thing, and Dana White is saying another thing. Dana White is saying they let him go. Like, they terminated the contract type shit. Which, to me, sounds crazy, right? Like, whoa, why would you... You trying to tell me that you have a heavyweight as dominant as Francis Ngannou, right? And you, you just release him out of a contract? It didn't really make sense to me. But from Francis's point of view, what he was saying is like, yo, fam, check this out. My obligations were fulfilled. I did everything I needed to do. I fought as the heavyweight champion and I left as the heavyweight champion. 
all for my con. I honored my contract. Is basically what he's saying, right? And there was definitely a re-signing that was supposed to take place. You know, they they were trying to work out so many different deals. Again, this is all me learning. I learned all of this after the fact, right? Because I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew everything about Francis Ngannou's contract. I had no clue, is what I'm saying, right? All I knew was that he was the heavyweight in the UFC, and he was knocking cats out, right? So, you know, this is what I'm basically looking forward to, you know, and then you see this kind of thing, you got to kind of do your research, right? So, basically, I got the whole thing, like, fam, he over there, he was basically trying to negotiate, you know, certain rights in the contract, certain terms that he wanted to, you know, have in place in his contract, and, you know, that was kind of basically, you know, what the back and forth was. He, he wanted certain things, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember some of the things that he he definitely had a request, you know, for 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 the fighters in Africa, basically, to have more access to facilities like i'm talking about he really had some specific terms that you know i feel like personally you know i mean you you have to just applaud you know at the at the end of the day at the end of the day and you know we got to get a little serious here at the end of the day you know francis Ngannou is an african black man who's in a ufc and at the end of the day obviously we, we, we don't want to speak about dana white's political you know his history there and basically who he's affiliated with and basically how that could just be all a uh, one big conflict when it comes to how you deal with and handle certain fighters right and obviously you got fighters coming from all parts of the world you know and we don't want to make this a race thing necessarily but at the end of the day how can you not commend a fighter for wanting to try to you know basically put his people on right in other words if y'all want to present me as this African warrior and I'm in the UFC and I'm knocking all these guys out, you know, they'll, they're they quick to market you to the people that, you know, and, and to the roots that you're from, right? They'll use that to market a fighter, right? They'll let you come out with the flag, the whole thing, right? Because the, the country that you're supporting, more than likely, they're going to support the product, right? So now you're bringing over all of those people, right? It's marketing, right? We understand the game. But what I'm saying is this, Francis understood that he had a contract and he had, you know, certain terms that he wanted to put in the contract. Dana White wasn't with it. It went back and forth and it is what it is. This is where we are now. I say all that to say this, though. John Jones is back, fam. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure Dana White is not losing any sleep, fam. And it is what it is, right? You get John Jones back for an eight-fight deal, right? And I'm off, I'm off the dome with it right now. Like, I already read all of this. Like, this was, like, last week. I read this. I, I kind of just kept it. I just compartmentalized it and left it where it needed to be for the podcast. I knew I was going to come on here and deliver this because, fam, like I said, man, I've been just waiting for the return of John Jones. It's been, like, three years since we've seen John Jones in there. You feel me? So he moved up to heavyweight, and, you know, obviously the whole point of him moving up to heavyweight, you know, was so that he can fight well, what we thought was Francis Ngannou, right, who's the heavyweight champion. We was waiting to see that the whole time, right? And, you know, obviously at this point, we're not sure if we're ever going to see that. You know, personally, I feel like that fight is probably going to be bigger than ever now, right? So if they ever do decide to bring him back or... If he decides to kind of just accept whatever slave contract, you know, quote unquote, because at the end of the day, 
I'm not gonna hold you. Like I said, he went on the Ariel Hawani show and on his broadcast, you know, and he was very, very, you know, uh, liberal with his speech. He definitely wasn't holding back, and he definitely was keeping it, you know, from his perspective all the way 100, right? And he basically was saying, "Fame, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really here to be a pawn. I'm not here to kiss the ring, fam. I'm here to do my job." you know, take care of my people and basically get go home type shit, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it kind of does make it look like, you know, the other fighters, you know, look, you know, I don't want to say look funny, but at the end of the day, what are y'all really fighting for, you know? The man said he couldn't even get health insurance from Dana White in the UFC, which is crazy to me, right? That That was the one right there. See, I just remembered that. I forgot about that one. The health insurance one, like, all right, fam, all right, maybe I, I could understand maybe some of the other terms might have been a little bit too personal, maybe, from their perspective and from a business perspective, right? Because at the end of the day, ethics and business, we, we, we kind of understand is oil and water, right? However, I feel like for a fighter to not be able to have health insurance in the UFC is, is slavery. Let's just keep it all the way a thousand. Every, maybe not every fighter, right? But when you're the heavyweight champion, right? The, the, the assumption is, you know, you're the heavyweight champion of the world, man. You're the tough, like, who's tougher and bigger and badder than this individual? You're the heavyweight UFC champion of the world. How is the heavyweight champion not in a position to be able to demand such something as simple as health insurance, man? Something that millions of Americans... You know, there's people at CVS with health insurance, man. They got health insurance packages at McDonald's, I'm sure, at this point. That's not something that you deny, you know, and I would assume you're a heavyweight champion of your company, right? You know, I'm going to drink some water real quick. Hold on, pardon me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Like, like I said, man, this, this right here is a lot to it. And I definitely feel like... I definitely feel like I'm looking forward to see John Jones getting that ring, regardless, regardless of the fact. And at the end of the day, we we, we lost Francis, but we got John Jones back. And re respectfully, personally, it, it's not going to change the way I, you know, I will still be watching the UFC, fam. It's, it's unfortunate that that's how it got to be and that we don't really have a, our own version of the UFC, basically, you know. If he go to try to start that, I'm with it. Like, don't get me... Like, I will boycott this shit if the shit start making sense. Like, if we get it to, like, we, we have an, our own UFC fam. We've been asking for this stuff for years, fam. I haven't seen anybody. We still ain't even get an NFL team. You feel me? Realistically. It's quiet for that. But, uh... Yeah, man. John Jones, Cyril Gone. You know? That's, that's definitely, you know, the fight that's been signed. You know? And they're going to fight for the heavyweight championship. I feel like John Jones is going to destroy Cyril Gunn. It's, it's not even going to be close. I'm just looking forward to seeing a heavyweight John Jones dismantle. He is going to dismantle Cyril Gunn, fam. And not, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Cyril Gunn, obviously. Because he would dismantle me. That's a heavyweight jiu-jitsu, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if he got a black belt or a brown belt, but fam, at the end of the day, he's like a hybrid. He kind of got it all in there, right? And I respect his, you know, his fight game. His last fight was, uh, you know, who was that against, Stipe? 
he went in there, you know, he performed, man. And I'm not taking any way from, you know, obviously his ability. What I'm saying is this. That's John Jones, fam. That's John Jones. And listen, at the end of the day, we've never... The, I don't even know how much he weighs, man. We've never seen John Jones this size. So it's kind of like, I'm not sure. He probably then added some wrestling to his repertoire. He already had the wrestling in the grapple game. But I'm just saying, when you're a heavyweight fan, this is the strongest John Jones we've ever seen, is what I'm saying, right? So this is that's, that's going to be a real interesting fight, man. But much, much power and, you know, love and respect to, to Francis and Donald, who I'm sure he's going to be all right at the end of the day. This is not like the end of the world for him. You know, but I'm not going to hold you, though. You know, when I did watch him on the Ariel Hawani, you know, show, uh, he definitely looked like, you know, he you, you could see it was certain points where he was regretful, you know, on how things ended for sure. And I'm not I'm not certain if, you know, the contract or if there's not an opening for, you know, him to return in the future. You know, at the end of the day, Dana White is a businessman, you know. And if that makes sense business-wise, like, for example, if John Jones goes in there and beats Cyril Gon's ass, which I know for a fact he's going to do that, right? So now you got John Jones as your heavyweight champion, right? Francis is salty. You know he's going to be salty. Like, fam, he didn't even beat me, fam, and he got my belt on right now. You, There's always going to be room. In, fam, if he was trying to coax Khabib to come back after he said he was going to retire for his mother and all, like... Dana White is a shrewd businessman. Is my point. He gonna figure that out, and I won't. I'm not. I won't be surprised if we actually end up getting that fight. Uh, probably not gonna be this year. You know, it's definitely not gonna be this year because he about to go over there and probably try to box and all type of shit. Biden is in a bind. Let's get to it. What what what, what what's going on with our president, man? Now listen, this is a, the, another one of those things that I've basically been trying to avoid. You know, at all costs. Um, I'm not gonna hold you. Like every at this point, every time I see the gray hair and the red skin, I just I scroll fat I, as fast as I can, man. But oftentimes you'll do that and you'll just end up on another. Bro, all I've been seeing is just this. This what is going on? Like so, basically, I don't really have anything in front of me, but I wrote down Biden in a bind because that's basically what I've been hearing. You know, apparently there's some documents. Some documents, some paperwork, and some secret document, fam. We've been talking about secret documents for years, fam. Is this even news, fam? We know it's secret documents already. So they talking about apparently he got them in his house or whatever the case may be. My, my thing is this, fam. We already know these politicians is corrupt. Ice Cube made a song called "Everything Is Corrupt." Like I'm not, I'm not impressed, fam. Do you not have anything else to report on that you got to keep showing me that this this document is being found? Oh, we found some more. And there's more in the closet, more in the basement. Fam, we get the point, fam. He's corrupted. The system is corrupt. The jig is up and it been up. I'm not impressed, right? I want to move on from Biden, right? And I'm not really sure what's going to happen, like, as far as with our country. Like, are we at risk for, like, a some type of terror attack at this point, fam? Like... I'm just saying, if they lock the president up, how does that work, is what I'm saying. Like, who's going to be there to make the calls to make sure that the nuclear, is everything okay in the nuclear department, man? Because at this point, my God, like, I'm not going to hold you, like, in all seriousness. Like, I'm, I'm being, I'm joking, obviously, but I don't think I'm really joking. Like, we are definitely on the brink of <laughs> some turbulent times, man, to say the least, right? Financially, they already trying to set that up. You know what I'm saying? And then if you want to get real spooky with it, 
right? And if you want to really get spooky with it and get into the predictive programming aspect of things, like go back and watch some old movies, man. Enough said. Like we, this is bad. This is bad times, man. But at the same time, you know, life is great. You know what I'm saying? And that's the dope thing about my podcast. That's what I'm here to remind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff that I just said is happening. It really is happening. But at the same time, you know, when I hear this Nas Aaliyah instrumental, it's kind of like, I don't care anymore. I don't. I mean, you know, me personally, I just feel like I have a whole nother perspective on life. You know, uh, my chakras are at an all-time high. I'm just, I'm just vibrating differently. I'm walking differently. I'm feeling differently. Like, my bounce is, is different, man. My pivot is strong. I'm just... I just feel really, really confident about life, man, regardless of the fact. like, And at the end of the day, the world can explode tomorrow, fam. Understand this. Me, me, me. I'm going to find a cat. I'm going to figure it out, fam. I will crawl out of the earth and restore humanity, fam. That's what I need y'all to understand about me, right? I'm not worried about none of this. I'm not, man. I'm really not. And it, it's so crazy because there was definitely a point in time where I, I was too worried about this stuff, you know, and maybe that might be a lot. That might have a lot to, you know, anyway, let's get off of the conspiracies right now. That's not where I want to take y'all on this episode. You know, this is the Mamba episode, you know, Mamba mentality. You know, we just striving to, you know, just overcome every obstacle that is placed before us, you know, and, you know, basically just recognizing, you know, Recognizing your mistakes in the situation is important as well. You know, you don't want to be somebody who's just out here continuing, just continuing to be on a rat wheel and just continuing to repeat and fail at the same game. You know, uh, that was my tangent about life right there. I want to move forward. We, we talked about the economy, the uncertainty, the tech layoffs, the, the, the severance packages, Shannon Sharp. Was definitely about to knock out John Moran's father. Now, this is the thing, right? It's not really much to, to cover here, you know. It's not really much to cover here. Shannon Sharp has been very, very aggressive lately, though. I, I do want to say that. Like, I'm not sure what's going on with Shannon Sharp. I feel like lately, like, I've just been seeing Shannon Sharp being more and more angry on television, fam. Like, at the end of the day, fam. And we just was talking about the UFC and, you know. So this is actually a good segue, right? Because Shannon Sharp is a big dude, man. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure what division he would be in. I'm not sure if he'd be a heavyweight or a light heavyweight. He might be a light heavyweight. We might need to get this Shannon Sharp in the UFC is what I'm saying, fam. Shannon Sharp, I I, I just want to see his form at this point. Like, can he actually fight, bro? Because, like, fam, why are you always so angry? Like, I used to see Shannon Sharp in this. It was always, like, the opposite. Like, he used to just always be laughing and trying to joke. Now I feel like you at the game trying to fight John Moran's dad? I don't even care what was said at this point. Like, fam, don't do that on national television, especially when you have to be on television every morning, fam, and make people laugh and be goofy. Like, fam, we don't... The aesthetic is ruined. I can't see you mad one day and then goofy the next day, fam. I don't understand where we're going right now. And I'm having a hard time just like, is it going to be Stephen A. Smith or Shannon Sharp? Like, which, which, I don't know who I'm rolling with here, but we need new black journalists is what I'm saying, fam. Because we need to pack Stephen A. Smith up too. He over there. Anyway, we, we speak about him enough. I don't want to give him any more shine on this episode. But shout out to, you know, 
Nah, but honestly though, Stephen A. Smith definitely did the Howard Stern interview, and that shit was, you know, basically the snippets that I heard. Because, you know, they only released the snippets of the Howard Stern interviews, which is crazy to me, right? Because he has some of the best interviews, right? They'll only give you, like, five minutes and then another three-minute piece, then another piece that's 40 seconds. Like, fam, why are you teasing me, fam? Give me the whole interview, fam. There's jewels in there, right? So that, that was my little tangent about Shannon Sharp, right? And T. Morant, I'm not sure, you know, obviously, you know, when, you, when you're the father of John Morant... And you front row every game. You Like, come on. I mean, listen, the drinks is going. Like, I'm not sure what happened, you know. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure what was said. But at the end of the day, you know, we need to stop. We, we need to stop looking dumb on TV, man. At the end of the day, we just had another fight like two weeks ago, fam, with Steven Jackson and them at a, at a fight. So now we just look crazy. Like, we doing this shit on uh, boxing events, basketball games. It's like, fam. This is not the year for us to look like we're not, you know, in control of ourselves. Yeah, but a lady who doesn't play with her money, and it's a lot of money, George, that's missing. They've basically cleaned out the man's account. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be able to function. I want to read just a little bit from what, well, just as background, viewers, you would have been aware that there has been a fraud, there, there has been fraud, not a fraud, there has been fraud of monumental proportions at one of our investment firms in Jamaica. Stocks I'm not going to hold you. One of the oldest, if not the oldest. I remember investing in stocks and security, Mariah, when I was in third year in university. That was 2004. It's probably the scam him sitting right there. Listen, man, this scam is everywhere, B. That whole situation is though, rectified. You know that there is a lot of, there's a lot of scamming going on, man. And these days, you just never know, you know... Who's sitting there ready to, you know what I'm saying, scam you out of a dollar or whatever else, you know, whatever else it is, basically, you know. I, I don't really have anything else to say about that, to be honest. I'm not even sure why I wrote that down, man. I'm not going to I apologize, actually. Man, I apologize to the viewers. You know, I like to be more, you know, uh, informative when I have a topic, man. I really had nothing on that other than the fact that Usain Bolt has been robbed and scammed out of millions of dollars, right? Which is terrible, right? I've never been scammed in my life. Let me think about that, though. Have I ever been scammed before? Maybe I could... That'd be a good way to build on this. I've been robbed, for sure. I've definitely been robbed. I ain't gonna, I've definitely been scammed, too, now. Now I think about Out of some sneakers. Yeah, yeah, he got me. Let me tell y'all the story now. I'm gonna keep it real. Like, this is still kind of like... I'm low-key, like... I'm still looking for the dude, too, on the low. Like, I feel like I still remember how he looked. This happened when I was, like, 15, 16. Listen, I went to Harlem. Shout out to Harlem, you know. This is probably one of my worst experiences in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? I had some, a lot of amazing times and amazing memories in Harlem. But this is definitely probably one of the worst memories I have. I pulled up out there. I'm not sure why the last just happened while I was in the middle of telling my painful story. Dr. Dre with his production, fam. Where did you find an evil laugh in the middle of... Anyway. Not a bow, wow, wow. Long story short, man. I went to go cop whatever J's it was at the time. And, I mean, listen, man. The, he was so convincing, bro. He basically ran up on me, pulled up on me like, Yo, bro. How much you willing to pay for these right here? Man, he hit me. I don't remember exactly what he said to me. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, I remember the conversation verbatim. I don't. All I know and all I remember is I wanted those J's, fam. And he had the perfect pitch. He was convincing. 
he even did it to the point where like he had one of the, the females in the store. This is where he really got me though. This is where he really got me. And this is before I even knew what scamming was for real, you feel me? So he had me like I was basically like a fish out of water in that bitch with my with like three hundred I had all this cash in my damn pocket. I had cash on me, fam. I didn't even have a, a bank account yet. I went to Harlem with cash on me to get the J's, you feel me? I gave the the cash, bro. He told me, he showed me the girl behind the counter, right? And she was with the whole scheme. I really could have went back and violated her, but I wasn't going to do that, obviously, right? I digress. She was there, like, you know, basically, like, giving the signal, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, it's good, it's good type shit. So he, he hit me with, like, a little discount deal type thing. And hit me with a whole pitch, man. He got me the money that came right out of my pocket, fam. I gave him the damn money. She went to the back acting like she she probably didn't even work there, for real. For all I knew. Like, but she was definitely behind the counter, you know what I'm saying? Long story short, man, he disappeared. I'm sitting there waiting like, all right, so she about to come out and bless me with the box. Any second now. Man, a second turned into five minutes, five minutes turned into 30 minutes, fam. I sat there for damn near an hour waiting for those damn sneakers until I realized there was no damn sneakers. I just got scammed out of $250 or whatever it was at the time, you feel me? I couldn't have been more discouraged. And then the foul thing about it was it was lit in Harlem that day. So even if I went out there and tried to like look for something, that was not even an option, and when I definitely, I definitely did get up to try to go look for him, but by the time I got up, an hour later, he probably done left the borough at that point, you feel me? He could have been anywhere, but yeah, that was my random story about how I got scammed, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I do, in a, in a sense, I can relate to Usain Bolt and his, his situation is basically what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been scammed before, so I'm not bringing up his situation and laugh at the brother. You know what I'm saying? Praise and condolences, man. Yeah, we get scammed sometimes, bro. That happens, man. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't avoid getting scammed either. Will Maddie TV, I got a lot of editing to do. You know, I definitely have some, you know, uh, personal triumphs that I want to kind of keep in the tuck right now. You know, I'm kind of just... I'm kind of just working. I'm not going to hold you. I'm kind of just working right now. Um... And I just feel like, man, just put your head down and do the work. I'm not even looking up for the accolades no more. I'm not looking up for the impressions. I don't even care about it anymore. I really don't. I truly don't, man. Put your head down, tuck your chin, and get to work, man. And stay on my way while I'm in the process of doing that. Yeah. So on that note right there, I think we're going to ride off into the sunset until the next time. EBCG episode 18. You already know what it is. Will Maddox, I've been your host. Thanks for tuning in. Be good, be great. Be on time, not late. Drink water, pee. Be all you can be. W I W L M A T I C. That way.